a Shishkin Productions podcast. I found out that I had been paying for Paramount Plus for six fucking months. Well, now that you're paying for it, what's the selection like? Is there anything you're going to watch on there? I haven't been able to sign in because I don't know my username. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up, Sizzlers? What is going on? We're back, right back at you for another week. No guest this week. No guest. No guest. Just me, just Alexi. Just a vintage throwback podcast. Yeah, back to the good old days when, when you know, we didn't have to talk to other people. We could just shit on Hollywood by ourselves. Yeah, we should, we're going to get back to that today, actually. We're I'm gonna, excited. We're talking Hollywood, you know? We're, 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 some, we're some real Hollywood cats, so we're going to talk Hollywood and we're going to you know, shit on the Oscars, that kind of stuff. I think that's what's coming up, though. Probably. I didn't watch the Oscars. You I know, I've only been to Hollywood once. Really? Yeah. I ate at a Johnny Rockets and uh, <laughs> I, I bought a pipe. I still have that pipe. All right. So, you, like, you're talking literally on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to Hollywood once, like, literally <laughs> on the I, Boulevard. Yeah, I, th- I think I drove through it a second time. I'm not sure. Mm. I haven't spent a whole lot of time there. But, I mean, uh, I mean we might talk. We might talk Hollywood. We'll see what happens because... Look, I'm going to let the Sizzlers in on a little secret. Behind the scenes, we actually have a topic wheel. No, no, no. Oh. Don't tell them about the topic wheel. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, don't worry about that. Uh, no, wait. Do we really have a topic wheel, though? Yeah, of course. You you know it. You know the topic wheel. It's right here. Oh, that one. Oh. oh Hollywood. It landed on Hollywood. All right. Hollywood Damn, it we're is. We're going to have to talk about it. Um, before we talk about it, um, what's up with the... Uh, the Gmail and all that shit, Chris. What's your phone number? Not yours, but what's the Sizzle Reel hotline? Oh, 332-333-4361, I want right. to say. That's right. Yeah. Call in. Call, Call in. in. Leave a message. If if I pick up, you should hang up immediately and, yeah. and try again. Yeah, or or say the secret. Let's do a secret password okay. that if you pick up, they have to say the secret password. All right. The secret password will be plant leaf. I was going with pancakes. Oh, pretty good. Or pancakes. Say plants leaf or say pancakes. Whatever you say, either one of those, and Chris will know you're a sizzler. You know what I mean? I uh, I, I will not hang up on you if you do that. He'll be like... I'll put you on speaker. What the hell? This number still works. <laughs> but uh, that number is, again, 332 I hope we're not giving out the wrong number and some random New Yorkers <laughs> getting a bunch, a bunch of sizzle reel calls. Uh, you know, that's actually one of those area codes I think that is like, it's so new that people don't even realize it's a New York area code. Fair enough. I think it's one of those specific ones that they introduced like for VoIP numbers pretty mm-hmm. much or, or some shit like that. Like all of the OG area codes are like, have been used up. So now they're like, hey, 332, that's a New York area code now. And everyone's like, 332, the fuck is that? Isn't that so weird how in New York people will discriminate based on your your area code? Yeah. Like, you have a 212 to be a OG, a, I think. Exactly. Right? That's I mean, the area code game is ruthless. Yeah. It's it's cutthroat. <laughs> Dude, people are so petty here Hollywood everywhere. Like industry people are just so fickle about shit they're like so that. They're so fickle. Like they they feel like they're so cool like they're they're part of a club, an exclusive club and anyone who who isn't part of it, like they get to shit on. It's just, are they not wrong? Are they not wrong? It's a very exclusive club. It, it is they exclusive. They are part of it. And uh, because they have so much power, they are able to shit on everyone. Yeah, but a lot of these people don't actually have power. They're just like random peons in the system. And what they, is power but perception? 
Well, mm, shit. Yeah, that's right, dude. Pancakes. Right. Um, where can people find us? Let's let's we're getting the social plugs out of the way up top. Uh, at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter. Same thing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Please engage. Engage. Like uh, just, just tweet at us or like send us an email. A- email. Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. Yeah, we've never gotten an email. But really, most importantly, again, if you don't want to call the phone number, if you're afraid that I'm going to pick up, you can you can still <laughs> leave us a voice message on anchor.fm oh, slash right. sizzle real gang. Yep, that's right. You, you don't have to call me. You don't have to be put on blast on speakerphone. Mm-hmm. You, we're not going to make fun of you and your area code. Mm-hmm. Stupid ass area code. Yeah, you, can not just leave, you can just leave a message on the uh, the old anchor.fm slash sizzle real gang. Um, I like to picture that like someone out there who is listening, like uh, it's like, oh fuck, I want to call. I'm just afraid Chris is gonna pick up. It's like I, I don't. Think, I'm very intimidating. Look, let's be honest. Chris is not gonna pick up. We've established very clearly. Finally, on this episode, we've established that that is the Sizzle Real Hotline. Because up until this episode, it was kind of unclear. It was like call or don't call, call or don't call. No, hundred percent call. Definitely call. Call hundred percent. I do it. I'm not sure if that's the right number. That is 100% the right number. Okay. I don't have it pulled up here, but I can say with 90% certainty that that is 100% the right, All right number. All right. I'm going to change the voicemail on it too. Oh, welcome to This Is A Real Hotline. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. I yeah. like that. You'll have to take it out of your email signature though. Oh no. Because <laughs> uh, what's well, okay. We can get you a new one. Um, Chris, look, here, here's what I want to talk about today. I mean, recently, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, the Oscars happened um you're not a big fan of the oscars you a lot of people say you're the oscar in many ways yeah you're a fucking, grouch you're a fucking grouch yeah. when it comes to the oscars i'm a fucking hater but i just don't care about any any of that stuff you've it's, never cared about the oscars ever in your life no i guess it was like fun or whatever when leonardo dicaprio finally got his oscar for for what know, i don't know some fucking movie well, is it a Catch Me If You Can? No, no, no. That was a good movie. I enjoyed that. That's the first time I read I that book mind. back in like, uh, I think it was like late middle, like eighth grade. Mm-hmm. That was around the time that that movie came out. But I read the book first. It's a good would, book. What would you say your favorite Oscar best picture winner ever was? I don't, I don't really know. The last one that I think I've seen was Birdman. Bird, oh, dude, I was gonna say the same thing. With, I, was, oh, I saw Michael Parasite. Key. I saw Parasite. Oh, Parasite was great. So, Parasite was really good. Birdman, I enjoyed. Like you, Birdman, you, was, you strike me more like a Green Book kind of guy. I don't know what Green Book is to be honest. <laughs> Damn, these these bits they don't work. Yeah, um, sorry. No, nah, it's okay. Uh, I think. Uh, look, I went and actually, I went to. There's a little local bar around the block here. A local movie theater slash bar slash dining syndicated called a dining hall oh yeah syndicated never i still haven't been inside of it oh it's great it's 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 really nice it's 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 awesome and the ceilings are super high it's actually really really cool that's good for movie theaters well the movie theater is in the back the actual bar is like really nice the ceilings are high and there's you can step up into like the uh kind of booth type areas and the bar is actually a big gotcha, square yeah. bar like yeah we'll walk by it when we leave here so you can pop your head in and see what All it's right. like it's, it's actually quite nice that sounds fun but i uh went over there i'm gonna watch the oscars uh the show starts at eight i think it was starting at eight got there at 6 40 and they were like, yeah, sorry, all the seats are packed and no one's going to leave because everyone's here for the Oscars. I was like, are you serious? Are you kidding me, dude? People are showing up 90 minutes in advance for the Oscars in a year. 
where we didn't even have fucking movie theaters. Right? Like, dude, why? why this why was the worst year in the history of movies. To, to, to be putting them up for awards. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's not to say that the movies are bad because they're probably great movies. But the fact is, like, there was not many places to go see them. So many of them got delayed and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I don't know, man. I was surprised. But people take that shit seriously. People take that shit like it's the Super Bowl for uh, movie nerds, you know? Yeah. And that's I don't know. That's part of why I can't take it seriously is a lot of the, like the kinds of people who take it seriously are the kinds of people who take themselves too seriously. Like I just, I really struggle to get into that kind of stuff. Cause it just seems like a bunch of people patting themselves on the back and, and sniffing their own farts, that, that kind of crowd. I don't know. Maybe I'm a hater. Definitely. I'm a hater. I but mean, I think it's, I think it's cool, but I also think that it, it's just not for me because there's way too much to keep up with and just straight up. Like it's not, something i'm ever interested in like i can try to i've tried it before i've been like okay i'm actually gonna try to keep up with hollywood and keep up with movies and shit like that and it's just overwhelming to me it's like i i don't care who's in the newest marvel movie i don't care like what actors are doing what like the only closest thing i care about is directors like I'll, i'll actually pay attention to what directors do yeah but when it comes to like actors and stuff like i don't I, I, I don't I can't recognize half of them either because they all look the fucking same. It's like, what the fuck is Chris Hemsworth? Uh, looks like fucking every other. Oh, person. That's, that's the other one. They hey, all look like everybody. Amy was asking me. She was like, there's like three Chris's in Hollywood. What? She listed two of them. And she was like, what's the third one? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, dude, I have no idea. That's the thing. I Because I don't keep up with that shit either, you know, but but that's that's just how it is. I'm going to keep up with it more, though. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I do hate on the Oscars, but I will say I know a lot of those awards are for the people behind the scenes, you know, like like the technical workers and, and the editors and, you know, people who aren't exactly getting the glory and aren't like these super rich, you know, assholes who are all just hanging out and being exclusive. A lot of them are just normal working people. And it's great to see them highlighted and, and you know, given awards for their hard work. But for the most part, it's just don't care. Yeah, I think uh, those awards are cool for sure. But I, I also think that among a lot of people those awards tend to get made fun of a lot like you know people are always like the the there's like that trope or the random joke about like you know just oh and the and the oscar for best for outstanding assistant sound editing goes to and it's just like okay well Sound is actually really fucking important. So well, I, like, I will <laughs> I will say there was one film this year that had incredible sound editing, right? Sound of Sound of Metal. Uh, yeah, I, I I heard the name of that movie, but I've never seen it. But I would, yeah, I would imagine it had a lot to do with sound because wasn't it about someone who's who's deaf going deaf? Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it, but I've heard great things, and I've, I've heard that it's like very haunting and like deeply unsettling, but a very great movie. Well, okay, so here's how I'm planning to get back into movies. De Blasio said that he's trying to reopen these movie theaters. I'm going to be fully vaxxed. They're probably going to be doing cheap movie deals because people are going to be scared to go to the movie theater. I'm going to be right there, front row. Well, not front row, middle row, because front row is bad. You don't want to be front row in a movie theater. But I'll, yeah, I'll be middle row. I'm just saying, though, like you, you say people will be scared to go. You just told a story about how you couldn't get into a movie theater because it was too packed. God and things aren't even it. open yet. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I'm going to go to Alamo. That's the only place I'm going to go. 
You know, I like to I like to have a little meal with my uh, what's going on with Alamo. I know they got bought recently or sold. Something's going on. I I actually have an article pulled up, but I think that you know that uh, there's no basement in the Alamo. What the Alamo? What draft house or the Alamo in San Antonio? (laughs) The San Antonio one. I didn't think there would be. It's a Pee Wee reference. Oh, I see. Uh, Alamo draft house to reopen Brooklyn, Los Angeles and 13 other locations in May. So I guess they're going to reopen the Brooklyn location in May, but I don't think there'll be a full capacity either way. That's one thing that this pandemic has made me be like, damn, okay. Uh, now I'm ready to like actually go to movies a lot. Cause I was going to them a decent amount, but not that much. But uh, now I'm going to like actually go a lot. I think when I was in Jacksonville, right before I moved to Brooklyn, I lived right behind a movie theater. So we would go on, on Tuesdays, they'd have like $5, matinees or whatever so we'd mm-hmm. go fairly frequently but outside of that i've never really gone to the movies like that i remember in portland i used to i i i had a the way that i would go to the movies was very like different i wouldn't go i wouldn't watch i still don't watch trailers i cannot stand <laughs> trailers i think that they give away way too much of the movie and i'm like i don't want to see it if i've seen the trailer i'd rather read this log line I was going to say the synopsis. I don't want to even read the synopsis. That gives everything away. I just want to read the log line and I want to know maybe the names associated with it. And then it's like, that's when I can make my decision. But what I was saying was I would go to the theater. I decide I want to see a movie and I would just go to the theater and pick whatever was playing and just go see it. You know, I, I'm not the type of moviegoer who would be like, I can't wait for film X to come out so I can go watch it. I'd be like, uh, tonight I feel like watching a movie and I would just drive to uh, in Portland, this place called living room theaters. It's fucking awesome. Serve beer. They serve food. They have like nice ass chairs. You can like sit down and like recline almost. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I saw so many random movies there that I can't even recall. There was one, Remember they made a movie a few years ago. It was like maybe it was Will Ferrell or someone in it. I don't remember, but it was like about a, a ski resort. It was a family at a ski resort. Yeah, it was, it was a remake remake of a French film. I saw that film in theaters. The French one or the yeah, one? the French one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like it was yeah, it was either French or like Norwegian or some shit. It was, yeah, know. something like that. But I saw I saw that one like on a whim randomly because I was there and uh, it was one of the films I was playing. I was like, ah, sounds kind of cool. So when I saw it, it was, it was good. And then like two, two, three years later or four years later, whatever, they were like, hey, th- here it is again. But the American version, was like, this is crazy, man. Can't believe I already saw it. Yeah, I, I do remember reading about that film, the original one. And then the Will Ferrell one popped up like six months later. And I was like, this probably is not going to be nearly as good. That said, I didn't watch either didn't of them. Didn't, didn't see didn't it. Didn't watch either of them. They did kind of the same thing, I feel like, with that Captain Phillips thing. Because wasn't there was already, there was a Danish movie about uh the guy who was the captain of the boat that the somali pirates I took had over no idea i saw the danish one and then they did captain phillips and i was like can we can we chill with this like can we just make our original movie no for there once? are no original movie ideas That's what it seems like everything I mean, there's like 10 10 of them we'll say i did get into the marvel shit i was i hate on i hated on marvel but I, I got into wandavision i watched it i was like damn this is actually pretty decent no it's because you like the narrative part Yes. And I mean, I over, the over the course of 20 films, they do they do tell like a couple hour long story. There's just so much filler in between. It's like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. The fighting shit is too much. It's like enough with the fucking fighting, dude. Like I get it. Superheroes fight. I don't need to see that shit. Cut all the fighting out and just show me the story. That's that's all I want to see. Like I, I just never I'm never in it for the fighting. I think the, the fighting's 
it can be a lot of fun, I think, in small doses and especially when you're in the theater. It's dope. Like to to feel the fight, the rumble and like the the seeing it on the giant screen, it's fun. No. It's fun. It's, it's you, you got to do it. You should do it in VR, bro. You got to go to Universal mm. Studios and sit in one of those like simulators. Oh, does it like make it look like you're in the middle of the thing? You got to turn your head to watch them throw a bus past you or something. I don't like think that? that exists, but if it like I would watch a movie like that one. Yeah, uh, no, not a superhero movie. Oh, like, come on. That'd be awesome. I would watch a movie in VR. I don't want the Hulk to throw a bus at me. I don't want the Hulk throwing a bus anywhere near me. <laughs> I want I want to watch a movie in VR. That's like a I don't know. Maybe maybe like a comedy, like a Three Stooges type comedy. And I'm in the room and I can turn my head to all the different Stooges and watch them do funny shit that I would watch. You know what I mean? Or like a movie like Air Bud, like a movie where an animal plays a sport, like the monkey playing hockey. I would watch that in VR. That's funny. (laughs) That's that's funny. No, that's great. That's great. I I can't think of too many. Animal playing sports movies. You got to be joking me. It's really just Airbud for me. No, that I can think Air, of. Well, Airbud that started a whole thing, but then yeah, dude, the fucking the monkey who's playing hockey. Yeah, but I never saw that. Oh, okay. I think it's called something most value MVP most valuable primate. primate I yeah, believe is what yeah. It was called. No, it was I'm pretty, familiar. Pretty classic. Uh, th- I mean, there's a lot of movies where animals play sports. That's I think they don't make them as much anymore, but I think there's animal regulations have, have changed over time. I would watch I would watch Babe Pig in the City in VR. I would definitely watch that. That's crazy. That would be dope as hell. You know what's so weird is the uh, the director for Babe, the original one, is also the director of Mad Max. The new Mad Max or the original Mad Max? I think all the Mad Maxes. I think he's done all of them. I believe he did the new yeah. one. I mean, Babe really is like the like Mad Max for pigs in a way. It's uh, uh yeah, George, George Miller is his name. Oh man, uh, I feel like uh, it's not the guy who wrote fucking Game of Thrones. No, no, that's George R. R. Martin. Oh shit, my bad. Yeah, All these yeah. Georges and their Martins and Millers and stuff like that. Wow, he got best adapted screenplay for Babe in 1995. What was adapted from? A book, probably. <laughs> he won an Oscar for Babe? Apparently. What, what the fuck? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, man. Chris, look, are you going to go to uh, to the movie theater when it opens? Oh, my bad. He, he was only nominated. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'll go to a movie theater. I'm not like like really itching to go. It, when, when it makes sense, absolutely. When those big summer blockbuster movies are coming out, sure. I'm fully vaccinated. We got vaccinated at the same time. So. But what if they put out a movie that you really want to see like simultaneously on demand, like on HBO max or whatever. Are you going to be like, I'm not going to watch this on HBO max. Instead, I'm going to go to movie theater or are you actually, are you just going to be like, ah, fuck it. I can watch it at my house and watch it at my house. I would probably watch it at my house, but it depends on the kind of movie. Like if it's one of those big action movie kind of things, like if it was that, if Tenet was coming out this mm-hmm. year, I would yeah. probably go see that in the theaters. Mm-hmm. If it's something that really the Dune, experience Dune. Dune, I would see in the theaters. Probably that seems like it'd be a lot of fun. That it probably would be. All I know about Dune is Sandworm, and that's enough. That's enough for me to go. I'm like, yes, I'm in. <laughs> I'm trying to watch a Sandworm crawl well, around. Worked in Star Wars. Sandworm, count me in. I'll, I'll watch that shit. Um, I think I yeah, like I said, I'm gonna go I'm to the theaters. I'm I'm not gonna. I mean, I watched the Tom and Jerry movie on HBO Max. Big mistake. Should have yeah. gone, gone to the theater. Go to theaters. That thing was a fucking masterpiece. I'm surprised that didn't win any Oscars. I guess technically that came out this year, right? So it couldn't win an Oscar. I don't know. I, I, don't know I, I, I think they changed the scheduling 
for this year, but I don't. I have and no idea. The, and the Oscar for best supporting mouse goes to <laughs> Jerry. No, it always goes to Mickey. He always wins. Um, dude, I uh, speaking of all these fucking VOD things, I went through a crazy, crazy experience. I found out that I had been paying for Paramount Plus for six fucking months. That's so did you figure out where the the charge originated like when you decided I, to i think i think you're right i think it was when i was trying to find us how to watch a soccer game and i signed up for it on accident well now that you're paying for it what's the selection like is there anything you're gonna watch on there i haven't been able to sign in because i don't know my username so <laughs> I, ha- I have one month to figure out my username before i uh, my thing expires. Look, whenever you figure it out just s- send me send that on over send me the password i'll t- i'll peruse I'll, yeah. I'll report back Dude, you yeah for sure you go try and figure it out it's it's probably pretty similar to the rest of them um i'll tell you one thing that i saw was that uh Apparently, Comcast reported that uh, their people, the amount of people who signed up for Peacock is higher than they anticipated. They said 42 million people in, in the first quarter of the year signed up. Really? For and that makes me wonder how many of those people are like me who accidentally signed up for it and didn't mean to and just haven't noticed that there's like a seven dollar a month charge that's coming in. Yeah. Now I now I feel like I need to check my my credit card statements because i signed up for peacock like the day that it came out but only because it was launching alongside a like a a movie that it's kind of like a sequel to a series i used to watch psych and like they're kind of the series has ended but they've done two movies and the second one premiered on peacock so i was like oh i gotta i gotta see this i gotta download it i had such a terrible time with peacock it sucks it's trash like the the interface is terrible the selection at the time was terrible i think maybe it's gone a little bit better i think maybe didn't they get a, a big did they show? get the, the office probably or something well they, of course some they, shit that they have the owns. office they have 30 rock yeah i i don't really know what they've gotten but to me like i've completely fallen off of that whole thing it's it's been like paralysis for me with all of the fragmentation of these vod platforms it's just like dude i don't want to have to fucking have Paramount and Peacock and and Disney and HBO and blah 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 and this and that and Hulu and Netflix like dude it, I'm sailing the seven seas once again what does that mean Arr. Arr. I'm pirating shit bro oh my god really yeah. well not you're not, back not regularly back but in the like, game yeah now I'm open to it again because like for a long time when I was a teenager I would pirate pretty much everything that was the only way to get stuff yeah well I mean or to pay for it but I was you know as a teenager <laughs> who, who didn't want to pay for things then I became an adult who could pay for things and everything was very accessible like it was yeah. you know like Netflix and Hulu was really all you needed mm-hmm. and it got you the entire library of everything that that is streaming yeah and now that's gone where you can't just have those two you have to have hbo max you have to have peacock mm-hmm. you have to have uh there, i think there's two others there's a bunch of others oh well yeah paramount plus yeah. cbs all access like yes there's yeah. there's too many and all of a sudden i'm once again paying like 80 dollars a month if i want all those things so yeah. no i'm it not just, gonna it, do that it just it just got it got fragmented all over again mm-hmm. i mean i don't even know what's the next step who the fuck knows like uh, consolidation again there's there is no consolidation again bundling we've already seen bundling remember they were doing that was it disney hulu espn bundle yeah and it was just like well and, and why the, are we bundling we're bundling again like this is the same shit from fucking 10 or 15 years ago yeah and in the last six months like that bundle's already like three dollars more expensive because each one of those pro each one of those 
things in the bundle has increased their price by one dollar. That's why the only thing I fucks with is HBO Max. And it's a bummer because, you know, you're missing out on a lot of stuff with it. Obviously, you're only getting certain things, but I think they have the best selection all around. Um, Let's take a quick little break and then we'll come back and uh, we'll get into some more uh, Hollywood slander. Hey, Lexi, let me ask you, Mm. you make a mean cocktail or no? I'm pretty bad at making cocktails. One time I tried to have a Kahlua party and everyone brought over a bunch of Kahlua and it was way too sweet and we did not have a good time. Did you mix anything with it? I don't know what we were thinking, but you know what we should have done? We should have gotten some Wandering Barman. Oh, dude, you should have gotten the FOMO. The FOMO? Yeah, it's a vodka pineapple sling from Wandering Barman. Oh, so you can just like shake it up in the bottle, open it, and boom, you have a cocktail ready to go. Exactly, and it's so delicious. Where can I find it? Just go to wanderingbarman.com, click on locations, and it'll tell you bars, liquor stores, and anywhere else that you can find them. Oh, wow, Wandering Barman. Yeah, Wandering Barman. Welcome back, Sizzlers. Welcome. Over the break, I was just, you know, lamenting. There's another Law and Order. Can you believe it? Oh, the Law and Order. Another Law and Order. Why are you lamenting that? Oh, it's, it's like, it's, it's like of all the of all the things. It's like, just that's... sad to me. Like, like you were saying, there's no original thoughts. Dick Wolf's out here just repurposing the same thing he's been doing for 30 years. Dude, it's. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a problem with thought. I think it's a problem with uh, analytics. Like, I think people are too, too tied up and they're like, okay, well, everyone likes Law and Order. And every time I make a new one, everyone likes that. So let's just make another one. It's I like, thought Criminal Intent sucked. I haven't, I've never seen a single episode of a single Law and Order ever in my life. I, I just know it goes you. or something like that. Dude, but, dude, but dude, like, dude, to me, the dude. thing is, it's like, why, why just, they should be illegal. Joe Biden. I, I, I beg you, make it illegal to make sequels and prequels and only original content. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. Only original content. Only original content, Joe. Um, look, Chris. Alexi. It's, it's 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 the second half of the show, and you know what that usually means. Uh, it usually means some sort of gimmick to get us through the end of the episode. <laughs> You're not wrong at all. Today's gimmick, today's game. I prefer to call them games, okay, but yeah, you can my call bad. segments even segment. Yeah, yeah gimmick, not a gimmick. Sure. It's a segment. Today's gimmick. I, I I'm a little dyslexic. Look, you've you're feeling I, some type of way. I get my vowels and my syllables you're, confused. You've I, been hating since the minute this record started and you are full of Hollywood slander. So today we're going to play a little game. There was a report that was released. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming Variety wrote this. I don't know where they got their data. It's called what the media is. Don't look this up, by the way. Don't look it up because I'm about to this part of the game. I don't want you to look it up and then you're going to ruin the whole fucking game. What's the media or what the media's most powerful execs were paid in 2020 is what it's called. And then sub subheading did pandemic pay cuts have an impact? So here's what we're going to do. Not for top execs. We're going to go through a few companies like AT&T, Comcast, Discovery, Disney, uh, and I think Fox, Lionsgate, Netflix and Viacom. We're going to go through them. I'm going to tell you who the CEO is. And um, you're going to try to guess how much money they made and uh yeah how much money they made in 2020 and um yeah i think that's uh maybe we can do a thing where we can guess like what the shareholder returns were like or something i don't know that kind of it's a half-baked game yeah but all these companies lost money that's why they don't pay any taxes 
you have to lose money. You have to lose money in, in America. If you want to grow, you got to lose money. That's the way to do it. We got to, you got to teach the children that. All right. So, um, you know, Chris, let's start with the big one. The, uh, the mouse. The mouse. Didn't Disney. Eisner step down like halfway through the year or yeah, something weird? It says, yeah, it says Bob Iger, or Iger stepped down. Or I think I'm pretty sure he stepped down. I don't remember when that was. But Robert Chapik was named CEO in February 2020. So let's go with Robert Chapik, CEO. God, it's so. What do you guess was his compensation for the year 2020? Man, I like straight cash. I would guess like probably close to 20 million. That's close, but that is a little bit high. I was going to say, I was going to say 15 to 20. You get three guesses per person. All right. I'll say 15 million. A little bit high still. All right. 12. 14.2. 14.2. 14.2. But here's the thing. Guess how much Iger was compensated for 2020? Oh, that's difficult because I feel probably like 25. You know, why, why, why do you think that? Like, why do you think he made more than the guy who worked longer? Because Iger has been doing really good things for Disney for a while. Like he's been, he, I mean, he's dealt with massive acquisitions like, like 20th Century Fox. Like he, he's made them a much bigger company and uh, he, it was his decision to step down, but he also still stayed on with Disney. Like he's still pulling strings somehow i'm not sure exactly what his role is but he's still there and i'm sure he's still making a lot of money for uh with them look you weren't wrong i mean it says 21 million which is nuts yeah 21 million versus the other guy who worked all all year and made less than that i don't know if he worked all year though oh no i don't know did he step down in 2020 or 2019 february 2020 oh really okay damn but um you know it's uh, uh apparently it's it's how it goes. I don't re- I don't really know anything about the politics of these guys or like what what they do. And I'm talking not just politically in terms of like government. I'm talking no, like the within the industry. Politics. Yeah. yeah. But uh, let's move on to AT and T. AT and T looks like the CEO. Um, oh, they also had a had a change. There was so, a lot of turnover going on. But it's weird. Like, do we look at AT and T as like a proper media company? According to this, I mean, they're on the list, right? I mean, uh, I, I know that they facilitate media, but do they create it? Like, what do they own? What, they must, right? What studios do they own? I don't know. I mean, I, like, I guess Verizon, like, we we do work for Verizon, so yeah. they, they're absolutely a media company, and I'm sure AT&T has similar, a similar setup. Holdings and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but like... I mean, are they associated with Warner? Do they own Warner Media? Time Warner? Does AT&T own... I think AT&T owns HBO Max because John Oliver always makes jokes about AT&T. I don't know who Pretty owns who sure anymore. AT&T, yeah, AT&T I, owns Warner Media. All right. Well, then, you know, I, I got to guess... I don't even know who this person is. Do you want to tell me first? Yeah, yeah sure. There's a, a John... We're going to guess the guy's name is Jason Killar. CEO of Warner Media. Um, let's guess what his compensation was for the year 2020. I'll start with eight million. You're quite wrong. It's much higher. All right. <laughs> I, I wanted to go low, but it, it's weird because I I think of Disney as a bigger media company, but AT and T is like a bigger company. Yeah. So is this just well, the CEO the, of the whole company this is or the just CEO of Warner Media of the media Jason itself? Jason Kilar. Okay. Uh, well, let's go a lot higher then. Let's try 18 million. 
Uh, no, it's much higher than that. Uh, oh, this man. is your last guess. All right, we're I'm going. 35 million 52.2 million Holy and i don't shit. actually understand where these numbers come from like how how the fuck how the how the fuck is that real what do you how do you get 52 million dollars in a year for running like what i don't understand how you can be worth that much like unless uh, it makes sense to me with with athletes kind of because that's like a tangible they are the absolute best in the world at what they do and you see it on the court every night or on the field like they go up against the other best so it's it's, much more tangible and they still only make 20 or 30 a year yeah i guess and i guess this is all like the amount of like uh this is how much things are worth right so he this is like stock units and shares of of the company and stuff like that so altogether the total compensation package is 52.2 million that's not all cash or anything but uh this says the AT&T figures his annual compensation will hover around $17 million. Um, I don't, I don't really know the number right here. It says 52.2 million was 2020 compensation. And that says, it says that he's receiving $48 million on the value of AT&T's COVID depressed stock price. I don't know, man. It's like, if it's not cash, I guess it's viewed a little bit differently, but if you're getting stock, that means you can grow it to even more. Um, let's move on to uh, to Comcast. They uh, they're affiliated with NBC Universal, so I think Comcast owns NBC. So that's just insane. Comcast, NBC Universal, like those used to all be different things. Now Dude, it's just like one thing. There's like ten companies in the entire world these days. So this guy's name is Jeff Shell. He's the CEO of NBC Universal. Uh, what's your guess at his 2020 compensation? Uh okay. I'll I'll start high. I'll go with twenty five million. It's lower than that. Okay. We'll try again at fifteen. It's just a little higher than that. Seventeen point six million. Very close. Sixteen and a half million. Sixteen and a half million. So this guy ain't shit compared to Jason Kalar. Jason Kalar with fifty two point two. That shit is blowing me away. That's nuts, man. I don't think I could make but still whatever. I mean sixteen and a half million, that's nothing to shake a shake a stick at or whatever i I couldn't make 16 and a half million if i tried entire life apparently he's the one who's credited for quote successfully launching peacock which uh i don't know i guess that's a success it's uh not 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 very successful in my opinion i think that service is trash um let's move on to uh to fox um isn't fox just owned by disney now or 20th century fox is I mean, this says it's Rupert Murdoch's company, but oh, yeah. the CEO True. is Lachlan Murdoch. Who, oh, wow. Is, so is, it's in the family. Yeah. Is this, this is who Succession was basically based off of, right? Probably. With Murdoch's. I don't know. Um, I, I'm just going to start high. 50 million. It's lower than that. 30 million. It's that you're very, very close, but you're a little too high. 27 29.2 you you basically nailed it 29.2 lachlan murdoch the ceo of fox who 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 are these it's people kind of disgusting you think that they make all this they money? literally make like a hundred thousand dollars a day that's insane yeah that's, that's i can't even that's the thing is when you talk about millions like that it's like how, how do you even fathom that and as a, like you know, we were talking earlier. What's his name? Jason Kalar, right? That Warner Media guy. It says fifty-two point two million. That's a million a week. That's absurd. That's fucking crazy. Two hundred thousand dollars a day. That's insane, man. I can't even comprehend that. Like he he does our business's revenue in a week. 
That's what the hell? Fucking nuts. Um, Lionsgate. We got uh, a man named uh, John Feltheimer. He's a CEO. Let's see what you think, Chris. Little, little, old, little old Lionsgate. A little old Lionsgate. I'll go with twelve million. You're very close. You're just a little bit high, and you okay. still got two guesses. All right, I'll go with mm, ten point eight. Your debt's a little too low. Oh man, eleven point two. Oh, so close. It's eleven point zero one. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. You no, just... you know he got that point zero one just to be making more than someone else on staff. Oh, like, probably on staff. Oh, no, whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? CEO. <laughs> um, probably, you know, one of the competitors. Well, you know, their CEO makes twelve million. He had he needed twelve point oh one. I can't believe that they have all this data. It says that um, he had he racked up. $110,000 in incremental costs for the personal use of the company leased aircraft. Uh, and then he stuck shareholders with the bill and uh, someone else racked up $28,000 in private jet fees. I don't know. It's like, so, so are the shareholders basically just paying for these people's lives kind of? That's that what, yeah, that what's going on here. Duh. Well, I mean, the shareholders don't care if they're still the shareholders have make money too. Though, exactly, right? as long as they're making money, they don't care because that's that's the CEO's job is to make more money for the shareholders. So if he gets if his incentives are the more money he makes for them, the more money he makes for himself, they don't care. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense to me. We got to get some Shishkin Productions shareholders, dude. I we think need some, no, we need some angel no. investors. Oh, okay, we'll get those first. Then yeah. maybe we'll get shareholders. I don't, don't want to be. Um, Let's, uh, let's move on to Netflix. We got two. We got co-CEOs here. Reed Hastings and Ted Sarandos. Um, so they... Sorry, who is this? Hastings? Reed Hastings and Reed Ted Hastings. Sarandos, both co-CEOs of Netflix. Uh, Reed Hastings, I'll tell you, Reed Hastings makes, according to this, four million more. Four million more for 2020 than Ted Sarandos. So Okay, so yeah. I'm going to start with eight million and 12 million. That is wrong. Okay. That's very wrong. All right. It's very low. Too low. All right. Uh, I'm going to go up to 24 and 20. That's still low. Holy crap. Like you're way, like you're way off. Like, uh, okay. I'm going to go. Final guess. Shit. Yeah, final I'm going to go 60 and 64. That's way too high. man. All right. Well, you say way <laughs> too low at, at 25. Like, well, it's basically double. It was 44 and 40 or 43 okay. and 39. But like. Uh, I mean, hey, not bad, not bad. But Netflix is one of those things where, like, I don't know about you, but I haven't actually watched anything really on Netflix. No, I've been in considering. A very long time. I, I will probably cancel it within the next year if if they don't improve their library because it really has. And I understand that it's not totally their fault that everything's being siphoned off by the original rights holders. Now that they have their own streaming services, they're just copying what Netflix did. But still, Netflix's original content just hasn't been keeping up. I think that was Queen's Gambit or Gambit, whatever it is. Is, is that Netflix? Maybe I don't even fucking know. Yeah, man. but I haven't watched it. The only thing I care about on Netflix right now is Stranger Things, and they only release a season every two fucking years at this point. So it's it's really hard to stay invested with Netflix. You know, when you when you were saying the original content, the first thing that I thought of and the only thing that I could think of was Stranger Things. That's really it. I don't for them. I don't know. And, and it's so bizarre because not i mean now like the streaming wars are you know in full effect everyone's got their thing but before that like when when netflix were the only like were the first ones right breaking ground there mm -hmm. remember like it was nuts because it was like holy shit netflix are putting so much money into content creation they got so many original shows this is nuts this is crazy and now i'm just like 
what are the fucking Netflix original shows? There's even just, like uh, they they exist for sure, and they're making a ton of them. But I don't think anything nah, hits that it, hard. There are a dime a dozen. None of them are very good. Like I think they have. They did do one that I enjoyed called The Haunting of Hill House. It came out a few years ago, but it was like one season. And then this this past year, they did kind of a, a semi sequel series called The Haunting of Bly Manor. And those like they were okay, I guess, but they're. They're not very long. They did come out with disen, disenchantment or dis, disen something. It's it's a uh, a Matt Groening thing, mm-hmm. but that also like I watched that and I was not into it. It was shitty, and I love Futurama and Simpsons. Um, I just think it's hard to cut through the noise too. You know what I mean? Like you really have to come up with something that like that that can that can hit with a specific like taste maker type of uh, basically I think it has to hit with people in the industry. If it hits with people in the industry, then, then it'll go a long way. See, I, I think it's more, it has to hit with the average person, but I think the average person, well, that's different, right? That's like the stuff that's uh, who, who's the guy who did do all those stupid fucking like young Sheldon and all that shit. Oh, uh, Jim Parsons. Yeah. No, not Jim Parsons. The writer, the guy. Oh, fucking oh, that I for, asshole. I forgot his name, but he's the one who makes like all the all the fucking money off of that exact type of show over and over and over and over again. And uh, that's the shit to me that hits with your average person. Right. But to make something, I feel like a show, for example, like, I don't know, like we were we were just talking about succession. Succession, I think, actually hits more with like you know, coastal elite yuppies who all work in media or in finance. And that type of show is like, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a really good impactful show. And it just so happens to hit with, with insiders and yuppies. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I, I mean the CBS stuff, I don't, I don't count any of that. Like that shit is for lowest common denominator. Chuck Lorre. Chuck Chuck Lorre. Yeah. He's the worst. He doesn't deserve any money. I don't know anything about him. I just know that he... I just know that all of his stuff is garbage. Like, it's all just lowest common denominator garbage. And yeah, I'm sure it makes money, but I cannot believe... I think Jim Parsons got an Emmy for for acting. I I think that show might have more Emmys than any other show. Like, it got so many, and it's bad. It's just bad. Have you ever watched it? It's terrible. I refuse to watch. I've seen, like, maybe a couple things, but a couple, you know, bits of it. But that's the thing. I think that is what most people like you know what i mean like i don't i don't awful i I think that maybe i'm maybe i'm given not enough credit to like middle america but i really do think that middle america is out here mostly like there's a reason that that show has been on for so long or was on for so long or his he's been working for so long and all his shows are are consistently ranked number one over and over and over again is because i feel like those people are just gonna get they're going to watch whatever's fed to them in that slot. Yeah, well, exactly. But that's the thing is it's those those specific networks like the the kind the kind of people who always turn on Fox or CBS or whatever the local channels are and then watch whatever sitcoms are on. They're going to watch that pretty much no matter what they're they've already they either don't want to pay for cable or they're just stupid and go with what's easy. I, I'm interested to see what the fuck happens like in you know 20 or 30 years when like i don't know i just i don't think that like everyone growing up now watches tv period like i just don't think they do i I think that maybe they'll 
tune in to some shit every so often, but I don't, I don't think that the first thing on their mind in terms of how to like when they want to watch something is to go watch television. I don't think they're like, let me see what's on Netflix. Let me see what's on HBO. I like, I don't think that they operate that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I like, think it's, it's, I'll, it's just, uh, they don't need a network to, to tell them. A lot of people just like want to have the TV on in the background though. That's facts. That's facts. I mean, I don't know. I, like I, want, I, and I, I throw on podcasts. I want to go back and just give Netflix a little bit of credit for their original shows. Like some of the ones this, I think the series is over, but Bojack Horseman. True. That's a good one. Um, Stranger Things, of course. Ozark. Ozark's oh, yeah, yeah, ending yeah. soon, but I think there's one more season. That's a great one though. Um, I think it just goes to show though how much stuff is made all the time. Like we're at like this crazy inflated content mm-hmm. like wheel. Cause like those are all great shows. And, uh, oh, and or- orange is the new black was big for a while, but I feel like it fell. I haven't heard anything about it for a isn't while. It, isn't it done? It I, don't, might I, don't know. Be. I have no idea, but that's, that's the thing though. It's like if, if shows like that were made, Oh, they're doing a new, a new season of master of none. That's on Netflix. Right. I mean, Hey, we'll see. We'll see what the, what the reception's like. Um, Look, here's the last one. Viacom, Viacom, oh, yeah. CBS, uh, Robert Backish is the CEO. Bakish, I don't know how to say it, but um, president and CEO. Viacom's huge, right? Yeah. I, I would guess 20 million. It's a little higher. Wow. By little, I mean a lot. 29 million. It's actually even higher than that. Mm, 38.1. We got so close. 39 million. Ah. And that says it's estimated on 2019 numbers for some reason. So they couldn't really get to that. But um, the last game that we're going to, the last little thing here that we're going to do, this has some cool data on the average age of the board members. So I want you to guess which one of these is the youngest company. We got Viacom. I'm already going Netflix. We got Netflix. We got Lionsgate. We got Fox, Comcast, AT&T, and Disney. I'm going You're Netflix. going Netflix. Why yeah. are you going Netflix? Just because Netflix is the youngest actual company. Like they have not been established as long as everyone else. So what they you, are. What do, you, what do you think the average age of a board member at Netflix is? Oh, these, these are board members though. Yeah. Oh, I would say maybe f- 52. Well, you're right about them being the youngest. Okay. But the average age of a board member at Netflix is 59. How crazy See, is that? The people who are making all the decisions are 60 and up. That's Those are the people who are making the decisions about the future of media. That's, I mean, I guess that's kind of the whole world though, right? Is like the, yeah. pe- the people who make decisions are, are the people who don't have to see them come to fruition. The ones who've stuck around the longest. And like, you it, know, it's so frustrating. That's it. I mean, that's how it works. Like when it snows, sometimes the certain little patches of ice will stick the longest and they'll be there a couple of days and you'll slip on them. You'll be like, damn, I slipped on that ice. That's the board members. Yeah. They're just hanging on. Well, and really when it snows, what happens is like people pile stuff up. Mm -hmm. So, so the little ones that they disappear, but the big ones, they just, you know, they stay, stay there and they stay there. I mean, look, this was, uh, we, we really went, went in on, on Hollywood and, and, and finance. I did not think that was going to happen today. Yeah. Sorry for the low energy guys. It's, uh, I'm just disappointed by 
society and Hollywood. And Damn, that's that's a really uh, that's that's a really that's, that's a hell of a fucking note to go out on right there. Look, no, that's not the. Th- there are other notes to go out on. Like, hey. Send me a fucking message. Give Send me a Chris call. 332-333-4361. Call in. You, you'll be on the podcast. Call in. And if he picks up, say the word pancakes. Pancakes. Or plant leaf. Plant leaf. And, uh, you know, that's how he'll know that you're a sizzler. Um, all right. Yeah, I guess other than that, uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah, we're at Sizzle Real Gang. Yeah. yeah we, we did get some engagement. We, we briefly talked about it last week. Braxton Brown. Yeah. You know, he hit us up and the the following week he was on the podcast. That's, that's true. That's how desperate we are for engagement, the, the guys. Tur- the turnover is insane. I mean, like the turnaround, I should say, is insane. Literally, you tweet something at us. We're bringing you on the pod. Mm-hmm. It's happening, especially if you're a mystery South African listener. Oh, yeah. Didn't Shout they disappear? No, nah, they're gone. They're, they they knew what's good for them. They, they bounced. They were like, yeah, I don't I don't need this in my life. I'm I just want to know if we have any organic listeners who aren't part of our network we're gonna eventually get one or two but uh, i think that'll be around episode like 80 or 90 probably oh i want to take this moment to uh shout out tyler he's been going through all of the episodes it's true apparently and uh you know anyone who goes through all the episodes got a lot of respect you know tyler if you if you got to this point and you can hear this give chris a call at that number, <laughs> 332-333-4361. All right, guys, we will catch you next time. Keep on sizzling. Chris, you ever heard of Smells Like? Smells Like? Yeah, Smells Like. They're a Brooklyn-based candle company, and they're taking the world by storm. Are they storming the Capitol? They're not storming the Capitol, but they may be storming your living room with their candles. All you got to do is go to SmellsLikeBK.com, type in the code SIZZLE, and you're going to get 20% off. Damn, 20%? 20% off. That's a deal. These are some fucking sick candles, too. I would even go as far as saying they're fucking lit. Fucking lit? Yeah, and that's because that was their flagship scent that they developed last year. Fucking Lit is probably my favorite scent from them, and it contains tobacco, whiskey, sandalwood, white cedar. You're going to get all of that just from Fucking Lit. That is Fucking Lit. Go get it at SmellsLikeBK.com. Use the code SIZZLE. A Shishkin Productions podcast.